This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's Author You for another week, and I have back one of my favorite favorite guests because he is so savvy with what's going on just in publishing trend. He's so savvy in what's going on in the ebook world, which has had a lot of changes over this past year. And he also ch- shares with me a passion and a vengeance for what we call the publishing predators <laughs> out there <laughs> and, and, and outing them and exposing them and trying to really keep naive green authors away from them. So with me for one more time is Mark Coker, who is the CEO visionary for Smashwords. And uh, I would encourage all of you to get on the smashwords.com website. Make sure you subscribe to his blogs because they're very, very good. And there are some wonderful tutorials and free eBooks on the site about eBooks. So well, Mark, hello, I guess we're jumping, we're jumping into again. eBook land, huh? Lots going on. And and so where should we start today, Mark? <laughs> on and ebook sales have basically have have come down uh they they haven't they're not accelerating in the growth. My understanding is that they were in the early years. Right. Yeah, you know, first we should probably just uh start with a tribute to Dan Pointer who passed away this week. Yeah, so let's share something about Dan who was a longtime friend of mine who died on November 1st. Um, well, I, I, I'm still in shock. I just learned about it about an hour ago. Um, mm. Dan was an amazing mentor, not just to me, but I think to every indie author, even authors who probably don't know Dan. Uh, he, We're all standing on his shoulders. We're standing on what he built and what he imagined. So it's really, really sad to hear of his passing. It is. It was. It's a great loss because uh, I always felt that Dan was uh, was is the giant in the self publishing market. And you know, Mark, a lot of people don't know that where Dan and I went back to the mid eighties, and Dan was my secretary oh, really? <laughs> when I was president of an, the National Speakers Association in Northern California. And Dan just said, listen, I want to work with you. So what can I do? And I said, I need a secretary. And he says, I'm your person. And we really had a lot of fun. And and we we really grew that organization before it kind of came down again. But we really grew it during our year because we, we did everything. We You know, the old saying, um, you know, think out of the box. I mean, our attitude was screw the box. Just 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 really do it differently. And that's what we yeah. did. Yeah, well, that was Dan. Um, incredible guy. Yeah, he was. So everybody, just you know, it's just it. it th- thank him for what he's done for all of us because he has. Okay, publishing. Publishing. What's new in well, your I'm, from your 
height? From from my perspective, so here we are, 2015. You know, the 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 ebook revolution took off in a big way in 2008, 2009, back when ebooks probably only accounted for about less than one percent of the ebook market or the overall publishing market. Uh, today, ebooks account account for probably 25 to 30 percent of the market. So we've seen exponential growth, but it's really interesting to note that this uh, exponential growth hit a brick wall about two years ago, and we've seen much slower growth in the marketplace um, the last couple of years, and it's been quite a shock to a lot of people who are enjoying that rapid growth. Um, you know, I think there are a few few causes of the slowdown. Um, I think that one of the most uh, prominent causes is that the early adopters of ebooks adopted. And what we've reached today is, I think, a, a state of equilibrium between these different formats for reading, the ebook format, the digital format, and the print format. You know, I think long term, the, the equilibrium is good. You know, there were some people who were fearful that ebooks would destroy print books. Um, I never believed that, never wanted that, and I, I'm glad to see that, that print is, is showing its staying power. I think the you know, it really is. And I have to tell you, Dan and I got into quite a long evening on this discussion on that because he really thought ebooks would, you know, eclipse print. And I said, no, 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 no. It's just like a menu in a restaurant. It's a choice. It's a yeah, choice. It's a choice. Um, I, I think ebooks will eventually eclipse print. And certainly in certain uh, genres, um, ebooks have already eclipsed print, um, such as romance. But, um, you know, I think long term, we'll continue to see uh, readership in the, in, on the digital side increase, readership on screens. Um, I think print will slowly decline over time, um, but I, I don't think either format will ever go away. So that's good. Um, yeah, so that's that's definitely one of the factors uh, impacting uh, growth of the ebook market. Um, another interesting factor is that unlike print books, if we look back at the um, the publishing world ten years ago when the world was completely print centric, uh, most books, the vast majority of books, went out of print immediately, and so there was a limited supply of books, and publishers controlled that supply of books. Today, we're living in a world of abundance where we've got self-published authors that are publishing hundreds of thousands of books a year. Large publishers are still publishing hundreds of thousands of books per year, but these books are never going out of print. E-books don't go out of print. They are immortal. And so like cobwebs of stainless steel, they will forever occupy that virtual shelf. And what that means is that every author, every single day, is facing more competition today than you had yesterday um, for reader eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And and so with that, um, I, I guess I, that begs for the question mark: is how? Because we have this huge abundance, and it is—it's overwhelming how much is out there. How do do you get your uh, virtual spine to jump off the virtual bookshelf right. to get their attention? Well, it, it, you know, it's it's all about um, writing the better book. It's all about adopting the best practices that, that Dan Pointer has been advocating for 30 years. Um, every, uh, every author needs to learn to think and act like a professional publisher. Um, you need to adopt best practices. It means that 
you know, even though you have the freedom to publish, self-publish the first draft of your book, you shouldn't. Your book should be professionally edited before it's published. You need to honor readers with a book that's worth reading. Um, you know, in the early days, you know, going back six, seven years ago of the ebook market, you know, you could put out a relatively good book, price it at 99 cents, and you would reach thousands of readers. But today, good isn't good enough. Um, you need to write a super awesome book that takes the reader to an emotionally satisfying extreme. You need to make the reader go wow when they read your book. You need to touch the reader's soul. And it doesn't matter if you're writing fiction or nonfiction, your objective is the same. You need to move that reader from a reader to a superfan because superfans are the evangelists that drive word of mouth. And, and, and if you can't, if, you, if your book doesn't make the reader go wow, um, you're, you're not going to reach a lot of readers. Um, it's always a fun exercise to you know visit the, the, the major retailers, Apple, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, look at the bestsellers in any genre, and then read the reviews. And you will see readers using words like wow, or that was amazing, or incredible, or I couldn't put it down. If if your book is averaging four and a half, five stars. Um, those are the types of reviews that you're getting, and that's how you turn your next reader uh, into two readers. Um, so that's one of the most important things. And then when we look at other best practices beyond writing a super awesome book, um, cover design, very, very important. There's still a large number of uh, authors who are designing their own covers, and their covers look amateur. Uh, you should really hire a professional. Professionals don't cost very much. For less than $200, you can probably find a high-quality cover designer uh, who will design a, a cover that looks as good or better than what the big New York publishers are putting out. That's the bar that you need to, to, to exceed. Um, there, there are a lot of... Um, exciting tools that are out and available to authors today that most authors aren't taking advantage of. And one of the tools that I'm most excited about in the ebook realm is the ebook pre-order. Um, we know from our data now at Smashwords we've been doing ebook pre-orders for a little over two years. We know from our data that um, about 90 percent of authors are not taking advantage of pre-orders. So it's only about 10% of books are being born as a pre-order. Yet we also know from our data that that small minority of books that are being birthed as pre-orders account for about two-thirds of our top 200 bestsellers. Uh, we know that books born as pre-orders sell more books. So, um, you know, if, if listeners today walk away with any tip, it's that you need to learn about pre-orders. You need to make your next book a pre-order. You should look at your publishing schedule the next 12 months, and you should get that book up on pre-order today. You know, I really do believe that. I've, I'm putting all our print books, certainly, up there. And then we're, you know, making the e-books that go along with that. And I'm telling people, start where they say, well, I can't wait till the publication date. I said, nonsense. Pre-orders actually are part of a pre-launch marketing strategy yes. that you yes. should be looking at and using. I've got one book that doesn't come out till December 10th. And it's called The Las Vegas Madam. There are already 500 pre-orders for that oh, book. Oh, that's great. That's I mean, great. and that, you know, and, and here's what's great about it. When you start seeing this thing happen, it says, oh, uh, I need to make sure I have enough in my printing. This is a 500 pre-order is not a POD 
situation. <laughs> You're talking about printing books. Right. And the other thing about the success of your pre-order is that the retailers will see that you're accumulating all these pre-orders, and that gives them the confidence to give your book extra merchandising. Exactly. That, that, that's critical to understand um, this whole strategy. We're going we're gonna to need to take a quick break. My guest today is Mark Coker. He's the CEO and president of Smashwords.com, a website I highly recommend that you frequent, you follow the blogs, and you get your ebooks up on. We'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866 3226 1106Design. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, 
if you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Pre-orders. I am such a huge proponent on that. So before we took our break, I mentioned that one book that I had been working on that we set up early and the author was really concerned it was too early. It's not. I had another book I had the author put up a couple of months. By the time he officially launched, it was a children's book. He had over 800 orders and gets Amazon attention. They get labels on it, you know, for for doing that. But it also really does help you with your own budgeting. And wouldn't it be very cool for all of you to know that, my gosh, 500 pre-sales, 800 pre-sales, you know, that covers an entire printing run for anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 books very easily. So you need to really think about that as part of your book launching is a pre-launch, not waiting till it's an after fact. So, Mark, back to right. you. What do we want to add to this? Well, yeah, what I would add is, <clears throat> you know, of course, at Smashwords, we only do e-books. <clears throat> Excuse me. At, with, you know, when we talk about some of the benefits of pre-orders, you know, why do e-books born as pre-orders sell more books than books that are just uploaded the day of uh, that they're ready? Mm-hmm. Um, Ebooks enable more effective advanced marketing. You know, many authors are out there on social media, on their blogs, on Facebook, getting their audience, their readers excited about this book that they're working on that doesn't come out for six months. An ebook pre order allows the author to capture the reader's order at the moment that they have the reader's greatest attention and interest. That's one of the biggest benefits of pre orders, this advanced, more effective advanced marketing. But there's another interesting benefit. And this applies at the Apple iBook Store and at Kobo. All of those orders that you earn uh, during your pre-order period credit toward your first day's sales rank when your book goes on sale. So if you've accumulated 500 orders at iBooks, you get credit for selling 500 books in a single day when your book goes on sale. That causes your book to catapult higher in the bestseller lists in sales rank. This means that your book becomes more visible and more desirable to readers because readers use these bestseller lists to identify their next read. Um, so that's another big benefit of pre-orders. On the ebook side, you can get your pre-orders up um, up to 12 months in advance. So I would encourage writers to look at their publishing schedule over the next 12 months, get everything up on pre-order as soon as possible. If you write series, and if you have a series that is ongoing, uh, you should always have at least one book on pre-order so that you, you can use your prior series books to drive readers into the next uh, book in the series. And I also believe that, that series that have pre-orders give readers greater confidence to jump into a series because that they, they see that the author is committed to supporting that series over time. So, yeah, definitely uh, pre-orders, it's, it, they are a no-brainer. Well, let me ask you this. I want to come back to this. So if you can put a book up for t- up to 12 months in advance on pre-orders, is that just, that's just an, uh, well, I guess you could do it with a print book too, but that would be with the e-book? Yeah, with the and e-book. And is that, is that on Kobo, Smashwords, yeah, um, you can get the, I, you iBook? Can, it's not, is that on Amazon as well? 
Um, so Amazon only allows uh, an advance uh, of three months. Okay. So, you can get a so that's a, di- yeah, so you have to add it on later, and of course, I mean, we'll get into yeah. some of the dark side of Amazon, but yeah. that and, and, and that... I should also point out that uh, we just a couple months ago we we announced a feature uh, called assetless pre-orders. Another word for it is metadata only pre-orders. You don't need to have your book finished to get it up on pre-order. You don't even need any book cover yet. All you really need is a title, a description, a price, and a release date, and you can get your pre-order listing up so that you can start gathering orders. Well, I, but, you know, let's come back to the book covers because I, okay. I, I love book covers. I love the designing part of the book covers um, and working with the author to select the, that parade cover. The sooner the better because I, I view that as part of your branding. And I, I think having that cover up, even, you know, even if you go back and tweak it and you, there's some changes, no one's going to come and, you know, knock you down if you do that. Right. Because obviously if there's a change, you're making it better, Right. Right. But you know what a lot of authors are doing is they're deliberately setting up the pre-order without a cover and then mm-hmm. they turn the cover reveal into a, ah, a so so event. they and then maybe in their description they'll let they'll let them know when the cover reveal will happen. Sure, they can do that. So let's say your your book comes out in 6 months, you mm-hmm. can establish it um, without a cover. And then you can do your marketing and celebration around the pre-order. And then, you know, a month later or a few weeks later, you can do the cover mm-hmm. reveal. It's another opportunity to celebrate with your readers and for your readers to celebrate mm-hmm. with their friends that, you know, this wonderful cover and this book is on pre-order. So, yeah, I, you know, I think that can work pretty well, especially if you've, you know, if you establish a long runway for your pre-order. Um, if you're only putting your pre-order up, you know, three weeks in advance of the release. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still an effective thing to do, but you probably want to get your cover up earlier rather than delaying the, the release of the cover. Yeah, I would too, but I, but I, I love that idea. And then let me ask you this on Amazon, because there, there's a lot of, you know, Amazon gets rumors anyway, but that on these pre-orders, because a lot of people believe or don't believe that if your pre-orders don't count for that initial launch day because they're, they're this accumulation, so you don't get this huge catapult number. Do you know right. which way it is, Mark? So, yeah, at Amazon, you don't get credit. You don't get that accumulated credit on launch day. And for that reason, a lot of authors decide not to do a pre-order at Amazon because those early pre-orders actually cannibalize your first day's sales rank um you know i i don't think i don't i don't get that i I don't even understand that why they do that um well i i don't understand either um but you know that's just the way it is now you know so so some authors decide that they would rather um not do the pre-order just upload the day of release so that they can concentrate all of those orders into the first day so they can get the higher sales rank and the visibility and the sales advantage that comes with that. Um, I, but I don't think this is a black and white decision. Um, the, the, that, that bump in sales rank that you get at Apple and Kobo, um, that's just one of five or six different benefits of doing a pre-order. If you're an effective marketer 
um, I think you can still make a pre-order work for you. I think you can still use pre-orders to sell more books over time than you would have sold otherwise. If you're able to effectively market your book in advance, then a pre-order at Amazon can make a lot of sense, especially if you've got other books already published at Amazon. Um, you know, one of the secrets to promoting your pre-order is to leverage your other books. You know, make sure that mm -hmm. when you've got your pre-order listed, that the back matter of all of your other books are mentioning the pre-order, maybe providing a sneak peek sample and 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 mentioning that that that, that book is available. So it's not only for the pre, which I love this idea. I, it's it's not only for brand new babies, but it's actually supporting other family members, so to speak, and 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 re goosing. I mean, I, I have to tell you, Mark. A lot of people, especially fiction authors, will say, you know, it's not the first book, it's not the second book, it's really the third book that people start to get the attention, which really does tie in to that series idea. They realize, oh, this person is going to be around. This author is going to be around. I'm willing to make an investment now. And they go back and buy other books. Right. When we, when, when we look at the numbers, you know, someone who publishes two books <laughs> sells more than someone who publishes one book. And it's not just because you have an extra book. It's because those two complement each other. Um, you, they, each each book that you publish is another opportunity for you to reach more readers, to 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 earn uh, the trust of readers, to develop a relationship with readers, uh, an opportunity for discovery, um, and an opportunity to introduce those readers to your other books. Keep on writing. Always keep on writing, and and do it. And I've always said books breed more books. Yeah. And and you let it flow. And if you do, uh, last week we had uh, Nina Miron, and who said to say hello to you, and oh, that uh, we were really talking about the whole thing of consistent blogging really does feed into being not only a better writer but also other books. Certainly, definitely. So. All right, in doing that. All right, so I am, you know, I'm a fan of pre-launching. Um, I, I love the idea of the pre-orders. I know that you, you also. What I like about Smashwords <clears throat> because it's so it's a friendly site, but you have great coupons that your participants can use to get out that are not complicated. You don't need a PhD on how to figure out how to use them. Right. Yeah, um, you know, Smashwords is kind of unusual. We started as an ebook self-publishing platform back in 2008, and along with that, we launched a store, the Smashwords store. Um, it wasn't until the following year, 2009, that we became an ebook distributor. So we're unusual for ebook distributors in that we also operate our store. One of the cool tools in our store is this Smashwords coupon feature where you can create custom coupon codes uh, to promote your books. You can do cents off, dollars off, percentage off, or even make your book available for free. It's a great tool if you're out there promoting your book uh, to bloggers, um, you know, promoting your book launch. Um, you can you know, give bloggers a Smashwords coupon code. They can come to Smashwords, download the book for free in any format. Um, it's also a great way to thank your readers. You can say, hey, if you buy my book in print, I'll, I'll give you a coupon to purchase the ebook half off or, or get it for free. Um, so there are a lot, of, a lot of different things, fun things that people do with the Smashwords coupon feature. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you um, hooking in to d distribute to libraries now? Oh, yes, yes. We've been working with libraries now for a few years. Um, about three years ago, we um, started distributing to Baker & Taylor, their Access 360 uh, service. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then mm -hmm. about a year, year and a half ago, we opened up Overdrive. So we distribute to Overdrive, which serves over 20,000 public libraries around the world. And then just two weeks ago, we announced a, a, a really exciting deal with Gardeners in the UK. They operate, um, uh, they, they, they power um, the ebook checkout systems of about, about half of the public libraries in the UK. Um, so that's another exciting deal. And we'll, we'll announce additional library partners in the future. I'm excited about the potential uh, for ebooks at libraries. Um, you know, now that we've been working on it for about three years, you know, I can say that the market has grown slower than I would have expected, but it is growing. And I think there's a lot of long-term potential. And you know, every author should work to get their books available as an ebook at libraries. Well, I, I also know I just came from the uh, uh, the annual library conference here in Colorado and the libraries were all reporting kind of across the board that they are allowing more funds towards enhancing adding to their ebook collections so that's yeah. a reason for all authors make sure that you know even if you love print I'm a, I'm a lover of print but you got to do ebook people and you want to get it up and knowing that Mark has got through Smashwords, this is really critical. That Overdrive and uh, the 360 and and Brodart are the three critical elements to get your eBooks out there into libraries, and you really want to be in there. So this is really good news to have. And and now that you're you're adding on gardeners, that's huge. Yeah, and we're not done. <laughs> we will Aha. we will add more library partners in the future. Well, that, that's perfect new. Good, good information. I love it. Cool. All right. So, you know, let's we're, we've got a quick break here coming up again. So let, let's jump into that and um, and t take a break. And then we'll come back because I'd like to get in and figure out, you know, what is going on with the long arm of Amazon okay. <laughs> in books. All right. We'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Browse. With me today is Mark Coker of Smashwords. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you a discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. 
Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, a lot is happening in ebook land. And I think the news that Mark Coker just shared about, about the expansion and what they're doing in the building with the libraries. And as I said, the libraries are adding on funds to add to their digital to collections. So you want to make sure if you're not yet in an e-form, get there. Just get there. And I'm also going to suggest to you that you, um, I, as Mark said, uh, book covers for the DIY, please don't do it. And I'm also going to say it with your e-books. Make sure that you, they look good. That it's just not text. If you've got illustrations, if you've got artwork in there, you know, we can include all of that now where in the early days it was real hard to have anything but text. Isn't that about right, Mark? Well, you know, images have always been supported uh, in e-books. Um, it, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity to, for authors to, to make more liberal use of them in their e-books. Uh, you don't want your e-book to just look like plain text. There's a lot of opportunity to add professional design elements that makes your book just look and feel more professional, more desirable. More fun, which which they should be, Definitely. which they should which they should be. Okay, so what's going on with Amazon <laughs> these days? <laughs> well, uh, so a lot is going on with Amazon. Um, you know, Amazon obviously an early pioneer in the ebook market. A lot of credit sure. goes to Amazon for growing the ebook market, you know, with the launch of the Kindle store in 2007 and 2008. Um, Amazon has been also an amazing innovator on the self-publishing side. They launched their self-publishing platform um, around the same time we launched ours. Um, and they've done probably more than anyone to help grow the market. Um, but now, about four years ago, uh, to the end of 2011, they announced uh, a, a publishing option called uh, KDP Select. This is an opt-in option that requires the author to make their book exclusive to Amazon. 
in exchange for that exclusivity, uh, Amazon uh, adds some fun bells and whistles that makes your book more visible, more discoverable to Amazon customers in the Kindle store. Um, so they've attracted a lot of authors who are making their books exclusive um, to Amazon. You know, starting you know four years ago when they first announced this, you know, I was an early critic of this uh, of this idea of exclusivity. I think exclusivity is long term harmful um, to the industry, uh, harmful to building a thriving and competitive ecosystem of multiple retailing options, um, and harmful to the future of authors, because we don't want to see a world where all book sales consolidate around one or two large retailers. That's a world where we will see declining royalty rates for all authors. Um, Now, they've been very successful. They've got over one million books that are now exclusive to Amazon. About a year and a half ago, uh, they introduced something that concerns me even more, and this is uh, called Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited is their ebook subscription service. With, kind- with the launch of Kindle Unlimited, they started paying authors less. So, authors are now pay- initially authors were paid um, about a dollar thirty-five for for their books um, when they were read by readers, when they were borrowed by readers. And that was a dollar, about a dollar thirty-five, dollar forty, uh, independent of what your list price was. So if you had a nine ninety-nine priced book, you only made a dollar forty. That's a pretty, pretty poor royalty rate. But because Amazon has all these books exclusive, they get to decide what you're paid. Um, recently, they switched over to um, paying by the page, um, and we can expect that it's still averaging around a dollar forty. Per per you know full book on average, um, I know a lot of writers of shorter form works, um, writers of children's books, writers of erotica were very upset by this new move because shorter books are now um, compensated for less. And I know a lot of nonfiction authors are upset as well because a lot of nonfiction books tend to have lower word counts. It doesn't mean the book is any less valuable to the reader. Mm-hmm. Um, so the concern about Kindle Unlimited and KDP Select is that uh, the author community is gradually surrendering its independence to Amazon, um, and it's very harmful to Amazon's competitors. It's make, it makes it very difficult for other book retailers to compete against Amazon when they don't have access to these books. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that what Amazon is doing is anti-competitive. They're essentially dumping books uh, onto the market. Um, at much lower costs than any other uh, any other retailer can get them, and then just a few days ago they announced that um, you know this this Kindle Unlimited service, which is priced at about nine dollars and ninety nine cents here in the U.S., it's priced at only three dollars in India. So as a, wow. because because they're they're making these million books available in India for only three dollars, it means that Amazon has announced they're going to start paying authors less because they can only get $3 for a subscription in India. Now, it, you know, it makes sense that a service might be priced less in India for that market, but again, this is an example of where the author has no choice. If they're participating in that program, they have no choice. Amazon controls what they're going to be paid. So these authors, I think, can expect to now see what was already a low uh, equivalent royalty rate is being dropped further. And I, I think in the years to come, um, we will continue to see Amazon 
push more and more of its customers into the subscription service where Amazon gets to pay the author less. Um, we're already seeing in the Amazon store here in the U.S. and around the world that Amazon is actively encouraging its customers to read books for free as part of Kindle Unlimited as opposed to paying for single copies of the book. So I just blogged about this a few days ago. You'll find it on the Smashwords blog. Um, mm -hmm. I, I view mm -hmm. this as an all-out assault on single copy sales. This is going to be very disruptive to uh, the entire publishing industry. Um, you know, you know, Mark, um, I was down in Arizona visiting a friend uh, last month, and I was talking about one of the books I was working on, and she immediately went looked at the Unlimited. She says, oh, I'm going to order it on the Unlimited. And I said... Um, no, you're not. It's gonna. Uh, it, we're not. It, she's. She hasn't even signed. Number one, the ebook wasn't even up. But yeah. I said it will not be on unlimited. We we will not put it in available to unlimited because I I think I agree with you. I think it is disruptive. I think it is a disservice, and it does screw over. I'll just say it bluntly. I think it screws over the author. Um, in the end. And that it might have been when the KDP Select came out, when there were so so fewer books to compete with out there. I, I think people are crazy to go into either one of these services at this point. And I, and I also don't like the idea because if you go into KDP Select, it does it means that all authors need to understand your your ebook is not available anywhere else but through Amazon right. and I get it that Amazon is a huge seller but it's not the only seller in Australia and in Japan and in Europe in fact it's a minority there and if yeah, you're when you look at Australia iBooks dominates in Australia uh, Amazon barely has a presence in Australia when you compare the sales of Amazon in Australia versus the sales of 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 Apple in Australia mm -hmm. yeah it's um they're definitely um, they're definitely going to this is this this has already been very destructive to the industry and we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. In the blog post I did a couple days ago, I shared the story of a Smashwords author. This is one of our best-selling uh, fantasy sci-fi writers. Um, he prices the first book in his series for free, and then the rest of his books are two ninety nine, three ninety nine, and he gets glowing reviews from his readers. He says he has now received hate mail from Kindle Unlimited subscribers who are telling him that mm -hmm. they will not buy his books unless they're available for free in Kindle Unlimited. So Amazon is training a, a new generation of power readers to only consume books for free within Kindle Unlimited and not purchase individual books from other authors. So it's very it's going to be very destructive um, to, well, to the Well, for the author, let me just throw this on the table. If someone got, sent me a hate mail, that is a hate mail, that yeah. says, I won't buy your books unless they're for free, that's an oxymoron. You're not buying anything if it's free. I hate to tell you. Well, you know, the, the thing with, uh, with Canole Limited is that, you know, you pay your monthly subscription fee, and then everything does feel like free. It's kind of like you turn on the tap on your faucet. You're not really mm -hmm. thinking about what that water costs you. It feels free. Um, and and when you look at the book pages at Amazon, Amazon's actively merchandising, encouraging their readers um, to read this book for free. You know, either as as with their 
with their uh, Amazon Prime membership or mm-hmm. um, as part of Kindle Unlimited. And there's nothing stopping Amazon in the future from deciding that $9.99 is too high of a price for an ebook subscription. They can drop it down to $3.99 or $2.99. They have the power to do that. They have the power to decide what readers are reading. And, you know, authors are, are increasingly given less and less choice. You know, when you look, it's, it's kind of interesting to look at some of the comments at the Smashwords blog, and these comments you'll find everywhere. Um, a lot of authors resent um, Kindle Unlimited and KDP Select, but feel like they have no choice. There are a lot of authors out there who are just desperate today. They would rather earn 25 cents than what they feel like would be nothing. And and so we are on the 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 uh, a downhill slippery slope of devaluation. And the saddest thing about all of this is that KDP Select and Kindle Unlimited is almost entirely driven by self-published authors authors who value their independence, yet they are willingly surrendering their independence to Amazon because they're so hungry to reach more readers. And so, you know, some, you know, definitely when you look at your Amazon sales, you will earn more at Amazon if you're in Kindle Unlimited. But it means you're not selling books at the Apple iBook Store, which is the world's second largest global seller. It means you're not selling at Barnes & Noble, which is probably the world's third largest global seller, or Kobo, or Smashwords, or on your personal website, or in public libraries. You are squandering your future, your future opportunity to build readership around the globe, and you're be, you know, forcing yourself to become entirely dependent upon a single retailer. All right, so we're going to take our final break here, and then we're going to come back with some tips on how to become more independent. Uh, so you t- take take back your book, take back your success, and then I think that what we ought to do is talk about let's talk about some pricing and what's going on in that, and some of those okay. sweet spots that are new out there. This is Judith Bryles. With me is Mark Coker, uh, who who is the voice, the vision. The Passion of Smashwords.com, and you're listening to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. This is Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at briles.com. 
By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, pricing. Pricing. What is the ideal price? And since Mark Coker has been talking about some of Amazon's, uh, who has, has been really a gift to the indie self-publishing author because it allowed the voice and the forum uh, to get the books out. And, and I've always said that so there's a lot of books, in my opinion, that should never have been allowed out because there is so much garbage out there. But it's also created platforms for people who never would have gotten a chance or heard of. And there's a lot of authors like myself who have bypassed now publishing with New York and just created our own publishing houses. So, And Amazon was that vehicle that we could distribute to the regular traditional book buyer. Ebooks opens up a whole nother realm. And and Amazon has been, I'm I'm surprised, Mark, actually, there hasn't been, and maybe I'm ignorant here, uh, more uh, legal action going after Amazon versus the action that went after Apple, for example. I mean, did did I miss well, something there? No, you're not. You're not ignorant. You haven't missed anything. Um, Amazon is brilliant at at operating just up into the that line of illegality, but still legal. Um, so. Um, I, I would be surprised if someday their actions don't lead to some kind of um, government intervention. But I think by the time that happens, most of their competitors will be uh, put out of business. And, you know, dead men don't talk. You know, we saw the same thing happen with Microsoft. Microsoft had a lot of, you know, um, unsavory business practices. But, you know, they put their competitors out of business. And, the, and then, you know, history is written by the victors. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a, a tough slog ahead for for the industry, and and I don't know if um, 
I, I don't know if if anything's going to change in time. Um, you know, the, what I want to see in the future is a vibrant ecosystem of multiple retailers. The more retailers in the world, the more booksellers mm-hmm. in the world, the more people who wake up every morning thinking about how they're going to connect books with more readers, the better the world is for authors, the better the world is for readers. Um, and and that's, that's the future that I think all of us who write and who publish need to try to, to realize. And the great thing is that all of us collectively do have the power to realize this future, but it means that we need to make difficult decisions today to realize that future. And that means, you know, distributing your books broadly, refusing to go exclusive to any retailer, um, and and encouraging your readers to support the industry and support multiple retailing options. Do you think that, um, I mean, I'm trying to think, who could come in and whack or at least be a competitive factor with Amazon on, online, and the only one I'm really thinking of that can, because Amazon is not just books; they sell, they'll sell, you know, fingernail clippers and everything else. That the only thing I can think of is Alibaba. And I, are there any plans for them to? Do you um, know of to aggressively you know, get into the book selling side? Um, I, I, I don't think Alibaba has has a great opportunity to be a, a deterrence. I think uh, the biggest counterbalance, the company that has the greatest opportunity to unseat Amazon, is definitely Apple. Apple has over one billion devices out there in the market. They bundle their iBooks app, which is their store and their reading application, directly on the homepage screens of all of those devices. And if you look at some of the macro trends in ebook reading, um, what you see, and there was just a, a study that came out from Pew, I think in the last week, um, that more readers are starting to transition to smartphones and these smart devices as opposed to dedicated e-readers. So this is the biggest Achilles heel that Amazon faces, and that's that over time, it appears like readers will be transitioning away from dedicated e-reading devices uh, in the direction of some of these multi-function devices like tablets and smartphones. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to, to, to see play out in the years ahead. Um, but, you know, the, the, the competition really needs to come from everywhere. You know, we don't want Amazon and Apple to be the last two companies standing either. And, and I'm the world's biggest advocate of Apple. They have their heart in the right place. They support authors. They want to pay authors, you know, 70% royalty. They want to let authors and publishers set their own prices. They are among the most author-friendly, publisher-friendly retailers in the business, and um, they're just absolutely wonderful. But we we also want to support smaller retailers. Um, Right now, if you are um, let's say you love romance books and you're a reader in Denmark and you want to launch a, a an online ebook store specializing in romance books for Denmark readers, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell of building a viable business because of Amazon. Amazon has the ability to underprice you. It's got more books. It's just very difficult for new innovative ebook retailing startups to gain a foothold. And that's the chilling effect that happens when you see this major consolidation and some of these unfair business practices. 
So what's an author to do? And, you know, I have to tell you, I, I don't see an aggressive um, outreach from Apple. I, I'm an Apple fan. Um, I don't see the aggressive outreach from Apple to authors in general to get all their books on their platforms. Oh, well, I, I see it. Um, I see it. I, the, the, the Apple team is, is very active at writers' conferences. Um, they send representatives to many writers' conferences, holding lots of private and increasingly more public meetings, uh, mm-hmm. meeting one-on-one, meeting with groups. Um, they're, they're, they're fighters. They're, they're definitely out there. So maybe, I mean, I, you know, I would love to, number one, Mark, I would love to have you come back to the extravaganza next year. But two, that I would love to have a contact for that um, and get them to the extravaganza in September next year also, because yeah, I think well, that would be I'm, very cool. I'm happy to connect you with them. I would love to do that because I think that really is important to the payout. I mean, Amazon came out, you know, with their their position. It it always, it always has made me crazy because I've seen some of these really beautiful, beautiful books, especially some of these expensive cookbooks and some of the other books. That, and and now that people are looking at things at tablets and other devices, is that it's just not text and to have their this ceiling, this this law that if your book sells for your e e form sells for more than nine ninety nine, you're going to get thirty five percent. But if you sell it at nine ninety nine, you'll get seventy percent. It it makes no sense to me that they have those tiers. They created those tiers to artificially influence the price of books. They you know Amazon created those tiers to encourage uh, publishers to price their books lower. And they did. Yeah. They did. So let's, do, let's talk about pricing. What okay, kind of great. pricing should we be look at? <laughs> you know, okay. What, what so, are yeah, the we, sweet spots today so, for yeah, different we look, genres? We follow these numbers pretty closely. Um, for fiction, for full-length fiction, the sweet spots are two ninety nine and three ninety nine. Um, you know, some of the better-selling uh, authors, uh, are, you know, I'm seeing some of them move up beyond two ninety nine and three ninety nine, going to four ninety nine and five ninety nine. But that's pretty much the ceiling. Those are the sweet spots that allow you to sell more units and earn the most amount of money. Um, anything under two ninety nine, so one ninety nine and below, is a black hole for fiction. Uh, you just don't need to price there. If you're writing full length, you should make your minimum price at least two ninety nine. Um, if you write fiction and series, you should have a free series starter. Series that have a free series starter earn about. 60% more than series that don't have a free series starter. So it's it's a great way to take advantage of free yet still um, you know earn a lot more with your series. So that's that's for fiction and it also works for nonfiction with free series starters. Um, but for nonfiction writers, 2.99 and 3.99 are not good price points for you. I mean what we've found mm-hmm. looking at the data is that the higher price price points actually work better. For um, for nonfiction, um, and it, it kind of it, it's it's a little bit counterintuitive that you know higher price higher prices move more units, but if you think about what many readers are reading nonfiction for, it's often for knowledge, it's a solution for a problem, and you know often these problems are high value problems like you know how do I find happiness in my life or you know how do I start a business, and so 
fiction can justify a much or nonfiction can justify a much higher price. So if you're self-publishing nonfiction um, and you're writing a full-length quality book, I think you should be looking at you know seven ninety-nine to nine ninety-nine are fair fair price points, and that still gives you um, a lot of flexibility to do promotions and experiment, do temporary experiments with lower prices and and see how your market reacts. Uh, No single book is going to act the same as other books, so I would definitely encourage all authors to experiment with pricing. Which is critical to do. So nonfiction for all listeners, go on the higher end, and on the fiction, you stay on the lower ends. Yeah, lower but not too low. Yeah, but under $5 for fiction. Mostly, yeah. unless you're a standout bestseller, and then for nonfiction, go ahead and stretch it a little bit. Yeah, nonfiction can will do better with a higher price. All right, and then and then you know it's it's we've got, we've got two minutes here. So what's new at Smashwords? Really, very quickly, so we can support Smashwords. Well, our our biggest announcement of the last few years, um, we made a couple couple months ago, and that's the introduction of this new asset list pre-order feature where mm-hmm. authors can establish pre-orders even before their book is written. Um, so that's probably what I'm most excited about. Um, and, it, you know, the, the thing that I'm next most excited about is, 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 you know, some of our expanding distribution channels, such as Gardeners, and we're going mm-hmm. to see more channels along those lines. And then the other thing that's exciting is that, you know, in the months and years ahead, you will continue to see us build tools, distribution tools, that, 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 uh, help our authors, you know, publish and distribute more effectively, more efficiently, and and more successfully. Um, You know, we're a big believer in distribution at Smashwords. We we realize that, you know, authors have the freedom and the choice to upload direct to many retailers and to cut out the distributor. But, you know, we firmly believe that authors who use distributors will be more successful because we save authors a lot of time by providing consolidated, centralized control from a single dashboard of your book across all distribution channels. Um, It's a huge time saver. We think that we, well, when we talk with our authors, why do you work with Smashwords? It's because we help them spend more time writing and less time fussing with uploading and managing multiple platforms. So you'll continue to see us build tools that that just improve every facet of our business so we can help, help our Help our authors reach more readers everywhere. So I guess the bottom line for if, if you're an author, which most of you are, or you're in the process of becoming, and if you want if you want really solid information that is black and white, literally you understand it, you don't need a PhD to get through this, um, and you really want an effective distribution channel globally, Smashwords really needs to be on your team. I'll kind of sum it up that way. So get into smashwords.com, sign up for Mark's blog, and make sure you start exploring all the tools they have. And with that, we're going to close up our session, Mark. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks, Judith. My pleasure. And we'll have you back, and I'll talk to you about bringing you to the extravaganza next year because they loved you when you were here a year ago. Okay, great. All right, great. So keep on writing, everyone. Keep on publishing. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll be back with you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. How to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.